Hey there, workplace warriors. If you are looking to build profitable, lifelong relationships, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Do This, Sell More podcast, where you can make more money than you ever imagined and still get home in time for dinner. Don't miss out on expert tips and strategies from best-selling author Dave Lorenzo and his high-performing guests. The formula is easy. Listen and take action. In other words, do this, sell more. Now, here's your host, the master of relationship sales strategy himself, Dave Lorenzo. Can your approach to sales be a competitive advantage? It absolutely can. And we're going to show you how on this episode of the Do This, Sell More show. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This, Sell More show. Thank you for joining me. I'm glad you're with us. Today, we are focused on what could actually be my favorite topic, and that is your approach to sales and how you can leverage it as a competitive advantage. There are three different types of sales approaches, and I'm going to share each of those with you in this introductory segment, and we're going to talk about some of the benefits of each of them. We're also going to talk about some of the misconceptions with each of these approaches, and we're going to talk about why I love relationship-based sales and how you can leverage relationship-based sales in your business as a competitive advantage. Now, the thing about relationship-based sales is it takes into consideration a methodology which you may be familiar with, and that's called consultative sales. And it is more well-known than relationship-based sales. So when I talk about consultative sales and relationship-based sales, I want you to think about relationship-based sales as a graduate-level course to consultative selling. And they're both better than the traditional sales methodology, which is transactional sales. Now, for those of you who are brand new to the Do This, Sell More show, brand new to my work, you've never read any of the books I've written, you don't know anything about me, I am the no cold calling, no selling to strangers, no interrupting people's day guy. I don't believe that cold calling is effective in any sense. I think it is a huge waste of time. I think it is a distraction from what you really should be doing, and that is demonstrating your expertise. Do you ever have to talk to strangers with some of the other sales methodologies? Of course, you have to talk to people you don't know. But you don't walk up to them, interrupt their day, grab them by the lapel and go, hey, I got some stuff, do you want to buy it? That's not how it works. Cold calling interrupts people's day. Cold calling is bothersome. Cold calling is walking up to strangers and trying to convince them they need something they may not need. Consultative sales and then the further evolution of it, relationship-based sales, focuses on helping people understand the value you provide providing that value to them, and then keeping the long-term relationship in mind as you do everything you do when it comes to your sales process. Let's start from the beginning. Let's break this whole thing down step by step. Let's take transactional sales first. Transactional sales is exactly as the name says. I've got a widget, you've got money, 
I exchange the widget for your money. I move on. I find somebody else to talk to. I give them a widget. They give me money. I move on. One opportunity, one transaction. That's transactional sales. Transactional sales focuses on numbers. You go out and you talk to as many people as you can. And if you talk to 100 people, one of them is going to buy something from you. The way it works in business-to-business sales when it comes to transactional sales, you talk to 100 people, 10 of them will give you an appointment, one out of 10 will buy. That's the way transactional sales works in business-to-business, business-to-consumer. You talk to 100 people, one person buys. That is not productive for anybody. I would much rather have you take a different approach. Now, in consultative sales, what you do is you usually develop leads, generate leads by doing some sort of educational event. So you host an educational event on how you can save money on your water bill. And people come to your educational event and you demonstrate tankless water heaters for them. And you show them how the three different models of tankless water heaters that are on the market today save them money compared to an 80-gallon hot water tank. And then you show them how it's better for the environment. The people who come to that educational event are prospects because they're interested in learning how to save money on their hot water bill. Notice you're not inviting them to an event that says, I'm going to sell you a tankless water heater. You're inviting them to an event to save money on their bill. That's the underlying premise of consultative sales. You are solving a problem for your prospective client. You're not selling a widget, you're solving a problem. Okay, that's the premise of consultative sales. The people who come to that event are interested. Two or three of them after, after the event come up to you and they say, I'd like to learn more about tankless water heaters. You sit down with them and you ask them questions about their energy bill and you ask them questions about their level of environmental consciousness. And then you determine which of your tankless water heaters are a good fit for them based on the savings they want to achieve, the value they want, and their environmental consciousness level. And those are the things that are important. How do they get the ultimate result they desire and how can your product get help them get the ultimate result? That's consultative sales. Relationship-based sales works like this. You hold that same education event. People come in and they're interested in saving money on their energy bill. You, as the hot water heater sales guy, you're the MC. You host the event. You bring in an electrical energy savings person who talks about LED light bulbs. You bring in a solar power person who talks about how solar panels can help them save money on their energy bill. You bring in a wind power person, and the wind person talks about how wind power can save them on their energy bills. You go last, and you talk about how tankless water heaters can help them save money on their energy bills. And then at the end of the presentation, you say, all of you who are interested in this topic and who want more information, I have this free white paper here. And this white paper is about how your water bill can be cut in half. If you're interested in cutting your water bill in half, I want you to raise your hands. I'll collect your contact information and my office will send you, will send you this white paper. Half of the room. So there's 100 people in the room, 50 people 
give you their contact information. You take the contact information, those 50 people are prospects for you. What you've done is you've made yourself an expert on energy savings. Those 50 people are interested in energy savings. Of those 50, 25 of them are going to invest in your hot water solution over time. The other 25 will be on your list and some of them may come off your list years from now to invest in the solution. What you've done is you've elevated your status to that of an expert. You've provided them with something of value first. That white paper has value in it. And then you, they've come back to you and they've said, I'm interested in doing business with you. Relationship-based sales focuses on you providing value first. Consultative sales is just focused on you diagnosing the underlying problem. Let's talk about some of the advantages of focusing on relationships when it comes to selling. The first advantage of focusing on relationships is you are squarely in the crosshairs of the client and value. The client understands that you're in this for the long term. The client understands that you provide value. Why? Because in the example that I've given you, you gave them something of value first. Let's talk about an evangelist relationship. You are a person who is interested in developing relationships with people who can refer you business, and you want to connect with them. So you're a trust and estates attorney, and you're interested in connecting with CPAs because CPAs can refer people to you to do wills. The best thing for you to do to develop a relationship with a CPA is to refer one two or three clients to that CPA over the course of a couple of months. If you send that CPA three clients over the course of a couple of months, that CPA will be highly interested in meeting with you and learning how he can help you because you've already demonstrated that you can and will help them and you want to help them. The first benefit of focusing on relationships is the client or the evangelist understands that your focus is squarely on them. The second benefit is that everybody wins. You win, the client wins, and if you're focusing on evangelists or referral sources, they win. The third benefit is that you're interacting with people and helping them. You're not interrupting them. In cold calling, you're interrupting somebody's day and you're bothering them. When it comes to relationship-based sales or consultative sales, you're connecting with someone at a human level. In relationship sales, you're delivering value to them first, so maybe you're referring them business first, and then the, you're welcomed in, you're interacting with them, and you're a welcomed guest. You're not an annoying pest interrupting them and bothering them during their day. The fourth benefit is if you don't get business from the person that you're interacting with when it comes to relationship-based sales or consultative sales, if you don't get business from them right then and there, you will get business from them in the future because your relationship is still intact. If you cold call, you pester the crap out of somebody, they're never going to want to have a relationship with you. They're never going to want to see you again. Another benefit of relationships instead of interactions and, and cold calling and transactional sales is the long-term loyalty. 
if you have a great relationship with someone and you deliver value to them over time, they become a client. You continue to deliver value in the products and services that you give, but you're also referring them business. You're working with them to help them achieve their goals. They're going to be loyal to you over the long term. Why? Because they know you have their best interests at heart. They know you're not just taking from them. You're also giving back to them. That's a huge benefit of relationships. The final benefit I want to talk to you about today when it comes to relationships and sales is that relationship-based sales is resistant to any economic issues, any economic downturns, any fluctuations in the economy. Why? People don't want the relationship to end. So you're going to be the last person they cut out when things go bad, when times get tough, or when things slow down. These are some of the powerful benefits of focusing on relationships, on being consultative. I want you to keep these in mind as you head out into your day and you begin to connect with people. Do you want to be an annoying person who interrupts people or do you want to be the kind of person people welcome into their office or into their home because they know you have their best interests at heart? I want you to stay connected with me. We are here every day. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I am so glad you're here. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Please be sure and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Your reviews help boost our show to the top of the charts, and we want to spread the word about the Do This, Sell More show. We want everybody to join in, so please leave us a review. Also, if you have a question and you want to send it to me, I want you to send me your questions to askdave at dlorenzo.com. That's my email address, askdave at dlorenzo.com. The best way to send me questions, shoot a video on your phone, ask me the question, make sure you include your name and where you're from. I'll answer your question here on the podcast. I'll use the audio from the video, and I may even use the video in our YouTube show or on our show that can be seen on C-Suite TV 24-7, 365 days a year. Working remotely can be a challenge especially for teams that are new to it. How do you deal with your work environment being the same as home while staying connected and productive? And then there's your newest coworker, the cat. Well, your friends at Trello have been powering remote teams globally for almost a decade. At a time when teams must come together more than ever to solve big challenges, Trello's here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format, plus tons of features that make working with your team functional and just plain fun. Trello keeps everyone organized and on the same page, helping teams communicate, focus, and connect. Teams of all shapes and sizes at companies like Google, Fender, Costco, and likely your favorite neighborhood coffee shop all use Trello to collaborate and get work done. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O.com. Trello.com. At the beginning of our time together today, you heard me mention that consultative sales is the first step toward relationship-based sales. Now, when you're being consultative with someone, here is the hierarchy of what you're looking for in terms of problems you can solve. The first thing that you're going to look for is a problem that you can solve today. A client who has a problem right now is someone who you can absolutely help. Now, if they're not a client yet, they're a prospect, that's even a bigger opportunity. So a prospect that has a problem today that you can solve is a huge opportunity for you. Now, if you don't possess the solution to their problem, you can still connect them with someone who can solve their problem, and that is just as valuable because you're starting a relationship. 
The second type of problem that you can solve is a problem they have in the future. Now, this is a little harder because you have to convince this person that the problem is coming and there's no way they can avoid it and you are the answer to that problem. Although it's not impossible, it takes a little bit of work. So if you can convince the person that you're sitting across from that there's a problem in the future that they're going to face and they know that this is a problem and you have the solution, that's an opportunity for you. The third opportunity you face in a sales situation, particularly relationship-based sales, but at a consultative level, is helping someone achieve a goal today. So let's say you're approaching the end of the year and the person you're sitting across from has a goal of signing up 15 new clients and it's December and they've signed up 14. If you can help that person achieve that goal by introducing them to someone who's a great prospect for them, you can help them achieve a goal today. And that's someone who's going to wanna be in a relationship with you. So you definitely want to do everything you can to help them achieve that goal today. The next step in the hierarchy are goals in the future. If you can help someone achieve a goal set in the future, you are also valuable. So if we're in January and that person has a goal of 15 new clients and they're starting from zero and you can introduce them to one client that will help them get closer to their goal, they're gonna be interested in meeting with you because they're interested in achieving their goal in the future. The final point I will make when it comes to consultative sales, the biggest thing you have to remember when you're connecting with people is helping them understand the reason why you need to have a relationship with them. The reason why, either you're helping them solve a problem today and that's the reason why. You're gonna help them solve a problem in the future and that's the reason why. You're gonna help them achieve a goal today, that's the reason why. Or you're gonna help them achieve a goal in the future, that's the reason why. When you answer that question, what's the reason why I should be connecting with you? What's the reason why I want you in my life? When you answer that question, you're focusing on them, you're having an external orientation, you know you're on the right track from a relationship-based sales perspective. You're doing the consultative sales methodology to lay the foundation. Now, in our focus points segment, I want to share with you a case study of how relationship-based sales with a consultative framework works for just about anyone in any industry. Let's talk about credit card processing and payroll processing. There is no industry that's more transactional than that. That is the absolute, the ultimate transactional industry because what they do is transactions. I work with Pat Murphy of Heartland Payment Systems. Those of you who are familiar with my podcast or my video show on YouTube have seen me interview him. And Pat came to me 13 years ago, and his focus was on helping people who were very transactional, his sales reps who are knocking on doors, calling on pizza shops and nail salons all day long, teaching them to be more relationship-oriented. They sell credit card processing, and they sell payroll processing. And in this industry, people are knocking on business owners' doors all day long. Relationships are more complex and they take more time and there's an instant gratification from knocking on a door, getting an answer and being invited in. However, there's also a lot of rejection involved in that. 
One of the things we did with Pat Murphy's team at Heartland Payment Systems is we taught them to go into bankers, CPAs, and associations and develop relationships with these people. We offered them the opportunity to meet the clients, the credit card processing clients, the bankers, and do business with them. And what we found was when a sales rep who normally would call on businesses, went into bankers and said, Mr. Banker, I'd like to take you to lunch and introduce you to three different clients this week. Can you go to lunch with me Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? The bankers would be thrilled. And the sales rep would introduce the client to the banker. And the next thing you know, two out of the three switched banks. Well, what do you think happened? The banker was thrilled. So what the banker did was he started asking people who opened up accounts about credit card processing. The people who didn't have credit card processing, the phone call went out to the Heartland payment reps every time. The people who did have credit card processing, about half of them took an appointment with the Heartland rep to see if they could save money on their credit card processing. This was a fantastic business relationship. And what happened for the reps was this. Instead of making 30 cold calls a day to get three appointments, to do three presentations, to get one new client, they went in and did five appointments with bankers each day. And then they went out and called on their clients and did five lunches with each of those five bankers. So 25 lunches over the course of the next month. But those 25 lunches resulted in five brand new referral sources from bankers, and each of those five bankers would send them 10 opportunities a month. So instead of doing 30 cold calls a day, getting three appointments, and end ending up with 90 appointments and only nine clients, they ended up with 150 opportunities and closing about half of them. That's the power of relationships versus cold calls. And that's how it worked at Heartland Payment Systems. Now let's break down exactly what I just outlined for you. The first thing that happened is the reps made the conscious decision to delay the instant gratification of knocking on a door and getting an appointment. They decided to call on people at banks. And when they went into the bank, they went into the bank looking to pass the banker referrals. The hard part is passing the banker referrals, connecting the banker with three people to have lunch with over the course of a week or a month, and then hoping the banker reciprocates. That is the difficult part for salespeople. The way you stack the odds in your favor is you do everything you can to make sure the banker gets business. And then once the banker gets the business, you say to him, I'm glad I could do this for you. I'm sure you would do the same thing for me. And the banker will know to reciprocate. The hard part is in the waiting. Now, as the relationships mature, here's something else that happens. The banker will go on joint sales calls with you. You'll go out to new clients, you and the banker together, and you'll start to talk about the benefits of working at the bank, and he'll talk about the benefits of working with you. You can even do joint educational events, you and the banker together. Think about this for a minute. If it works in credit card processing for a credit card processing salesperson and a banker, it can work in any other industry. Where else could it work? CPAs and attorneys. 
That's another no-brainer. Financial advisors and attorneys, financial advisors and CPAs, financial advisors and some types of bankers, architects and builders, engineers and architects, engineers and builders, engineers, builders, and bankers. There is no limit to how relationships can help you grow your business. What you have to do is you have to think out of the box and start by thinking about the value you can provide to someone else first, and then they will demonstrate to you how you can benefit through a relationship with them. Consultative sales is the foundation of relationship-based sales. Relationship-based sales is simply putting the evangelist, the referral source first, or putting the client first and their needs first, and then asking for something in return afterward. I hope you focus on developing relationships. I hope you start out by being consultative and not by cold calling, and then you develop the relationship and then the sales follow. The big benefit of that is lifetime loyalty and lifetime value, meaning more money in your pocket. Now it's time to tackle today's question. And today's question comes from a couple of different places. I put out some information on YouTube not too long ago, and it was about qualifying prospects. And I said, you need to make sure your prospect is the actual decision maker. And the way to do that is by saying, Mr. Smith, I'm going to come in and talk to you. And we agreed that if it makes sense to work together, we're going to find out by mutual agreement by the end of this meeting. Before we do that, is there anybody else we should include in this meeting? Is there anybody else who will be involved in the decision-making process? You know, besides you, uh, sometimes there's a committee or sometimes we need to get accounting involved. If that's the case, let's get everybody together in the same room. Now, when I put out that script, a lot of people loved it. One person asked me a question and they said, Dave, clients lie all the time. And they tell me they're the decision maker when they're actually not. What do I do in those cases? So here's the answer to that question. First and foremost, clients don't lie all the time when it comes to this. Clients lie once in a while. If you have that experience one time, that doesn't mean you're going to have that experience all the time. So don't assume the client is damaged. Don't assume that you're going into the relationship and people are fundamentally bad. You have to assume that this person is fundamentally good and they want to tell you the truth. So the first thing you need to do is you're going to assume that the person is always going to tell you the truth because you can't start a relationship assuming bad faith. The second thing you need to do is you need to think about why the client would have a motivation to lie in the first place. Do they have bad intentions or are they scared of something? Most of the time, they don't have bad intentions. 99% of the time, they're worried and they're worried that they're going to get in over their head and they're going to commit the company to something that they can't follow through on. That's why they tell you they're the decision maker when they're really not. You can address this up front and you can say, I want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to act as partners right from the beginning. So I want to sit down with you and I want to go through all the stuff that we talked about today on the phone. I want to make sure that you feel comfortable in a relationship with me and I want to feel comfortable in a relationship with you. Does that make sense? The client will say yes. Then you use your qualifying script and you say, is there anybody else we need to get involved in this process? Sometimes there's a committee who helps make the decision. Sometimes there's a CFO or a controller who needs to be consulted. If there's somebody else, I'd like to have them in this meeting so that we can all be on the same page. Does that make sense? And they'll say yes. And you say, is there anybody else? And 
the person will say, no, no, I'm the final decision maker. So then you confirm and you say, so after we're done talking next Tuesday, when we have the meeting, if I think we're a good fit and you think we're a good fit, we can sign the contract and get the down payment and get started. Is that correct? At that point, you've given the person three options, three different times to tell you there was somebody else involved. If they haven't told you then, they're not going to tell you or it's just not the case. If they haven't said anything by then, 99% likely they are the final decision maker. It is really tough for somebody to look you in the eye or speak to you on the phone three different times and say they're the, they're the ultimate decision maker when they're not. That's what you can do. You can ask up front. You can ask directly. You can agree on the next steps and then proceed with the conversation. Here's the bottom line. You've been lied to once or maybe you've been lied to a few times in this scenario. Now I've given you a detailed script. You cannot let this keep you from doing your job. You have to move forward, assume that people are good, use the script that I gave you, give them three opportunities to bring somebody else into the process. If they don't do it, you know where you stand. If they lie to you, you have to make a decision whether you want to keep moving forward in the process or not. It is highly unlikely this will happen with any frequency. Don't let it keep you from doing your job. That's the answer to this question. Clients don't lie all the time. Clients will hedge if they're scared. You need to relieve the fear, let them feel comfortable with you, and let them feel good about telling you the truth. That's today's question. If you have a question like this, I'd like you to make a video, and I'd like you to send it to me. You can send it to me by emailing the video to me at askdave at dlorenzo.com. Ask Dave, A-S-K-D-A-V-E, the at symbol, and then D-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O.com. That's the address to send me your questions. I love your questions. They're the lifeblood of what we do. That's how we pick the topics we use for these shows. My name is Dave Lorenzo. Thanks for joining me today. And remember, at the sound of the tone, if you do this, you will sell more. <laughs>